Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. Hello and welcome to Castology, the podcast where we review podcasts, because that's what we do. I am one of your castologists, Liz Best, and I'm here with... Zane C. Weber and Nick Liga. So today, I mean, obviously, we'll get to the reviews, which is all Liz, all, all Liz, Liz recommendations all the, all the time, and I'm very excited about it. But we'll we'll do what we what we always do, which is we each recommend a podcast for you guys to listen to, and then next week we're going to review said podcast. So I would like to hear from Nick first this week. Uh, my recommendation this week is called "Suit Here Breaks the Internet." Um, and it's a podcast from Freakonomics, which I think is a fucking magazine about um, or something about economics. Yes, Doesn't matter. Free- Freakonomics, I believe, was a TV show that then turned into a blog, that then turned into a podcast that is now a brand. It was a book as well. And Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, Freakonomics is... It's a, good yeah. that someone's done their research. Thanks, Zane, for doing that. <laughs> um, so it's hosted by Sudhir Venkatesh, who is a sociologist at Columbia University. Um, he has the probably one of the most remarkable resumes I've ever fucking heard. Like, he's worked at Facebook, he's worked at Twitter, he's been embedded with gangs, all kinds of shit. But that's... The the thing is about him is that he doesn't just work there. Like, he is embedded in those places yeah. to learn things. Yeah. Right. And you learn a lot from this. Uh, so, so he sounds like some kind of spy. <laughs> so... Did he just embed himself to just, learn secrets and then expose them? Wind of change. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just uh, you know, an, an investigative journalist. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so he only works at places he wants to know more stuff about. <laughs> yes. So this this show basically goes into big tech because I love big tech. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't just explore, like, what big tech does. It's also about, like, the behavioural ramifications of some of the decisions that they make so i'm sorry it does talk about the capital riots everything does these days but that's the first episode everything of the show you recommend yeah us. i was literally <laughs> just thinking the other day like how nice it's been that i uh, how irrelevant trump is these days mm, yeah it's um, pretty good it's just it's really nice and then you're bringing all this capital rights <laughs> into my yeah. face sometimes you just gotta remember but um, so here talks about some really, really interesting things about, you know, moderation on Facebook and the differences in team sizes when it comes to moderating like hate speech online and what makes the cut and what doesn't make the cut. Um, there's a lot of fascinating little insights into big tech. I think the show is still currently running as far as I'm aware, either that or it's on a break, but it's very good. Yeah, look, I, I'd like to know more about how Facebook categorizes hate speech because my friend got banned or no she got warned that her account was about to go under for posting men ain't shit yep Mm -hmm. I've reported more heinous shit hate speech hate speech hate speech hate speech (laughs) you've just been banned (laughs) that's if you like there are entire groups where people will not write the word man or men in it because they will get instantly zucked or blocked yeah 
Yeah, it's fucking but crazy. But you can tell a woman that they you hope that she gets raped and that's fine. Yeah. That's it's not a threat. That's not hateful. No. Um can I ask for some clarification? So this this podcast is specifically about him in these digital environments. Then not it's not about like all of the things that he's done. Like this isn't a like here's what I can tell you about the sex worker industry. Here's what I can tell you about drug gangs. Full disclosure, I haven't listened fully to it, but okay. he does impart some wisdom from his other external experiences, but it's just not but particularly injected here. Because it breaks the internet, it's specifically about Pretty these much. digital... Okay, yeah. cool. Interesting. Um, and is it uh, like a a company, an episode, or is it like a theme, an it's episode? A, it's kind of... It's at the... It's like basically the through line is Facebook pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Facebook right. and Twitter. Because that was where he was the most deeply embedded. He also tells you that a lot. That he's always deeply embedded. He's deeply embedded. Do you he's think that that's a euphemism? <laughs> Do you think that he's using it as a euphemism when he uses it? <laughs> Honestly? Do you think maybe he's, he's pretty smart. Big nerdy, so. <laughs> I mean, I probably would. He's very resume's legit. I'd be like, Yeah, yeah, just work there. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, and you'll never work there again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Goodbye. <laughs> Getting sucked, bitch. All right. I'm going to go next. And I am going to talk to you about failure because okay. who doesn't want to learn about failure, right? Well, this particular podcast is called We Regret to Inform You, the Rejection Podcast. Now, unfortunately, I didn't give you that extra bit of information when I put it in the homework <laughs> because apparently there's more than one We Regret to Inform You podcast. Just really quickly. So I listened to two We Regret to Inform You. Well, so the one that you recommended yes. is the correct one, but the other one I recommended was a podcast about college admissions by students for students and I was like this is fucking bizarre Liz but I I guess this is where you're at right now but I mean yeah. anyway that, that sounds like something I would recommend yeah <laughs> send you the so, show link so what this podcast is about is about documenting the failures of really successful slash famous people and how sometimes completely and utterly falling on their asses is what may or may not have led to them being as successful as they are today um, so it's a narrative telling the stories it's not interviewing people about their failures and so they break down exactly how the people achieve their remarkable goals um, after getting immense knockbacks and having debilitating career rejection again and again and again and again and again I mean that's the thing like you're an overnight success after 20 years of I know the, yeah. the number of actors that I'm not more surprised are pissed like you hear and they're just like yeah apparently I'm an overnight success I've been doing this since I was five but yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like Brian Cranston who's been a working actor for decades yeah. and then he just suddenly hit it big yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um, but like things yeah different actors I particularly enjoyed the Mark Ruffalo and Gal Gadot episodes I mean I was into a bit of a superhero frame of mind so that's kind of why I went with those first but there are lots of different interesting stories of people that you would not realize faced as much failure as they have and are incredibly successful so feel good about the shit that you fuck up guys have. I guess oh, they done Oprah I don't know mm. let me let me oh, like she, she's always the the big example where like she got fired quite brutally and then she went on. I'm sure kind of if like they haven't, them. they would. Yeah. But There's yes. no Oprah on the list I'm looking at. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe. guys, do Oprah. There you go. Yeah. Do Oprah. Unless she's banned anybody from well, telling maybe. that story because she's pretty powerful. <laughs> um, but yes, that is We Regret to Inform You, the Rejection Podcast. Excellent. Zane. Uh, I apologize in advance, Liz, because yep, sure. I've got 
not only a fascism podcast, but a fascism hard history facts podcast. Cool. I'm I'm Great. thrilled. <clears throat> what a fucking welcome back. Thank you. Look, this was this was I picked this podcast well before you said, I'm not interested in learning anymore. It's just been there for a while. I mean, I literally just said that today. So, (laughs) no, but it's fine. I can still have a critical eye on shit I don't care about. I mean, no, I do care about because fascism is important because it's happening. Again, it's happening again. A very, very well researched, like, very uh, academia focused approach to a podcast. Um, basically just going through the rise to power of fascists, mm. how they came to be uh, like you've got pretty much every fascist that, that ever exists and it is ongoing. So it start like you've got... You mean anti- every prolific fascist, not literally every fascist. Look, there will be fascists that you don't know about. Yeah, but like, but there w- are fascists we- who live in their basement that we will never find <laughs> okay. out about. Fascists who came into power. Yes. Okay. Uh, fascists who achieved power. Who did stuff. That yeah. was fashy. <laughs> um, like it starts out with things like, "Is was Hitler a socialist?" That sort of thing, because that's it's a kind of the anti uh, misinformation. That yeah, I was going to say because they used people always used to say that, didn't they? That was like one of the well, the Nazis were the Nazi Socialist Party. Yeah, um, or the National Socialist Party of whatever, whatever. but. They, they were never socialist. Um, but, yeah, so this is mostly one narrator presenting information, uh, talking you through the process and, and the biography or chain of events. I would liken it very much to the History of Witchcraft podcast mm-hmm. that I that I recommended probably about a year ago. I think I enjoyed that one. Um, it is it, – this is a little less dry than that, but it is still very fact-based. Mm. Um I mean, this is my jam, so this is a Zane podcast this week. That's the thing. You can't cater to my every whim, otherwise this podcast will be boring. And a lot of people would just be like podcast. A lot of people would just be like, Why do I listen to this if it's only stuff that Liz likes? (laughs) I don't want to do that. To be fair, I think that both you and Nick have more mainstream taste than I do. Yeah. So we need someone that's niche and weird like you. We need stone clearing. Niche and weird. (laughs) Niche and weird. Well, someone needs stone clearing. Someone somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So this is. uh, It's created by Stephen Graham, who is a history graduate, lives and work in Edinburgh. Cool. Yep. All right. That's our recommendations. The Faces of Fascism podcast. Amazing. I mean, I sound really enthusiastic. (laughs) That was so great. Amazing. Amazing. Yay. Yep. (laughs) Thrilled. All right. It's Liz time now. Liz time. Now we're back to being excited. So last week was my first week back after a three-month hiatus and the lads thought it only fitting to program podcasts that I would like to listen to. And I said... I will be the judge of that. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) let us review. I would like to review Zane's pick first. So my pick was Paper Ghosts, uh, which is four disappearances of young girls in the 1970s being explored by uh, investigative journalist and crime author M. Williams Phelps uh, as basically some new information has come to light. Uh, And, yeah, basically presenting the investigation as a podcast. So... 
this is very much up my alley um, in terms of the fact that it's a true crime investigation by a journalist who is close to the subject material but not so close that it's going to present any kind of bias. Mm. Um, I loved that I thought it was well produced. It had good like cliffhangery little episodes that make <laughs> me want to listen to more, which whilst a little bit trite, it really does. It, they work. Um, and I think that it has a really nice... Um, it, you can tell that he cares about the the subject material yeah, and yeah. the subjects. It's not shock value that a lot of other podcasts um, in this similar vein want to Yeah, they project. want to shock you at the start and then shock you at the end and in the middle have some content. Yeah, and I'm not about that. I'm mm. about – I mean, yes, I do listen to true crime comedy podcasts, but there still needs to be some amount of sensitivity, especially when you're – so if you're doing like a murder where the murderer is known, you can take the piss out of the person who committed the crime. But when yeah. when it's it's an unknown subject, there's very little um, – you, you have to be sensitive because the only things that you truly know when you start out are, are the, victims. the victims. So yeah. I thought there was a really nice sense of empathy through this that I enjoyed. I haven't finished it yet. But I am definitely going to. How did you find the narration? It didn't bug me at all. I okay, was very surprised good. when yeah. I was listening to it and I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Well, it, it wasn't... Is there a, a cadence that annoyed you? No, or? it wasn't a problem for me. But my notes basically when I started listening to it was like, oh, this is very narration heavy. And then when I was reading some of the uh, reviews that other people had, it was like, oh, the narrators, there's so much of him. I'm like, okay, well, but maybe see, that's... when you're when yeah. you're... I hesitate to say passionate about the subject, but when you're as yeah. as involved and intrigued and and I guess determined to to figure the subject out, um, and it is his show. That yeah, and yeah. and this is the thing. This is why when somebody when somebody writes a crappy review of something I've done, she's like, "This person talks too much." I'm like, "It's my show." Look, I will <laughs> say, I will say. These were five-star reviews that yeah. were going like, this is a great show. There's just so much of the narrator. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that because <laughs> yeah. I feel his connection to the subject matter. Yeah. What did you think, Nick? Can I just say... You can. The, I really fucking hate iHeartRadio's ad implementation. Oh, yes. That's one thing that I forgot to say. completely ruined this show it for me. It takes you out of it in a way that is offensive. Yeah, especially with this. I, feel, I know Behind the Insurrections is similar because... Same thing, but yeah. this one felt very prominent. It's um, insensitive when it's about it. Like, you need to judge that <clears throat> shit with your heart. You can't just be like, this is the formula yeah. for banging ads in now. Yeah, and, I and like, it's hard because I don't want to use it as a detractor because, I you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. I Honestly, the narrator fucking bothered me. Be, only because M. William Shyamalan or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> um, he M. William Phelps. Like, M. <laughs> William Phelps, sorry. Yep. Um he, I, I do appreciate that he's very obviously quite connected to it, but I almost felt like listening to him, I'm like, you're almost too connected to it to the point that it becomes less of an investigation and more of a story. See, that's kind of why I related it to Serial a little bit. Yeah. Like it became the story of the investigation. Yeah, when it, it, yeah it's... it's yeah, and that's kind of the comparison I wanted to make is that it was more about someone's quest to find the truth rather than the truth yeah yeah if that makes sense and that's okay that's and look i'm not gonna like dock points because of that i just went into this thinking that it was going to be more of an investigation less of a the pursuit of and like of of answers whether they're true or not Mm. um but for me i just couldn't get past the narration and those fucking ads took me out every Mm. i think it was every maybe 
It felt like every five minutes. Yeah. And it wasn't, but it felt like it. And the thing is, it I don't know whether it's dynamic injection or however the fuck they do that adds it iHeart. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, they have a very TV-like approach, so they'll yeah. have... Uh, a, mi- a mid-roll every so often so you write to the break which is a very sitcom approach which just isn't going to work with podcasts no, no and not for something not with, this, with, with sensitive material like mm. when you're talking about something that does require a great deal of um, um, empathy being like have you heard of mm. what's he bother mattresses I don't know like yeah. I just I, yeah I, d- I didn't remember that until you said that but yes they were offensive yeah and it, th- that's the problem is that it took me out in a way that I actually just couldn't connect because every time I was just about to or I was on the process of doing it it was just like koala mattresses and you're mm. just like alright well poor mattresses <laughs> you know <laughs> they're um, all lumped in in saying that I like I didn't vibe with it but I did send the show to a friend of mine who is a big true crime listener yeah. With the caveat that please ignore the ads. Yeah. Um, because I think, because I got three episodes in before I was just like, nah. Dunzo. But it is a good true crime show. Yeah. It just, I just, I don't know. It just did not sit with me at all in terms of just the narration, the approach. Fair. From my yeah. expectations of it. Fair. So. But it was all about me and I say yay. Yeah, well then. <laughs> so, thanks guys. All right. Uh, uh, let's talk about West Cork. Yes, uh, West Cork is a podcast cool. in Ireland. <laughs> I'm uh, glad it's a podcast. In Ireland. It's the brief. It it's the brief. on a murder, surprise, mm-hmm. um, in the uh, su- suburb or county, I think it is. It's a county um, in Ireland called West Cork, and it is known simply as the murder. Um, it is the murder of, I'm going to try and do it again, of a French film producer, Sophie Toscan du Plantier. Beautiful. God, I'm good at French. No. Um, and the effect of the murder on the town and the people in West Cork. What did you think? I really rate this podcast. Um, I didn't think uh, that I was going to, but there's something super, it's really hard to say quaint because it's a murder, but it's very small towny and imagining the kind of effect that the fact that the, fact that the town can call it the murder because it's pretty much been the only one that's happened mm-hmm. there is is pretty incredible and actually getting the characters and the bit players coming through and kind of getting to know them was something that um, I hadn't expected to care about as much as I did. Um, Now I will say that the facts of this case that I found out later um, are very easily Googleable, and there's a few things that can be spoiled if you do Google things but the fact that I didn't want to look it up immediately shows that I was engaged with the storytelling and the way that they were telling that particular story is that I was more content to just let different things unfold. Um, and the accents, I just, even I the ones that, even the ones when I can't understand what they're saying and they have to literally repeat and translate straight after, I just love it. Just love it. So yeah, like I, I enjoyed this podcast a lot. I'd never heard of it before and um, apparently I'm in the minority because a few of my other friends were like, what do you mean you've never heard of it? It's a great podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, I just put my head in the sand. But um and I think the reason why it hit me hard as well is, you know, single female found side of the road. Like it's just, it's, I mean, I guess it's almost every woman's worst nightmare really. And uh, it's just awful. But yeah. yes, it's it's a very good podcast. Yeah. I think even outside of the tragedy here, I think the way that it captures the town yes. is the huge... Um, is is the huge achievement of this particular yeah. podcast? Mm. Um, 
love Irish accents, and mm-hmm. this is full of great yeah. Irish accents. So many good ones. <laughs> so many, like, dialectical ones that I just wanted to try and do myself. Yeah. I wanted to pause and try and do them. Um, this is, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, we, we've I've spoken a lot about, like, when I'm trying to learn an accent, I'll listen to podcasts that are recorded with that accent mm-hmm. so that you can just hear natural speaking patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure whether you could do that with this because there's not a lot of samples, like, a lot yeah. of ongoing samples. but. Yeah. Just great accents. Yeah. Just um, so, uh, but above and beyond that, yeah, it is really touching um, kind of the narrative that evolves out of the town around yes. this this event um, rather than the the actual like true crime aspects yeah. of the like story. Yeah, it's like how we talked about, you know, the other one was more about the, the narrator, the journalist's mm. journey to mm. find the truth. This one is more about the town where a murder just happened to happen. Absolutely, kind of the the societal effects of, yeah. of the murder. Because, yeah. my God, like if you had such a small town, wouldn't that just be absolutely like you'd talk about nothing else for years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, that it, it, oh. It's like almost a, de- like a defining trait of the town. Yeah, and yeah. you'd just be like so suspicious of everyone. Yeah. It would be really hard to move past, even if you didn't specifically know the person or it was a, as they termed them, blow-ins of people yeah, who yeah. just kind of come in and then leave the town. You still... Uh, Into the summer and then, then you leave. Yeah. 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 It's the dream, though. I, I do kind of want to go to live in West Cork now. So. Yeah, I mean, it does sound pretty <laughs> fucking nice. I want to go and meet the people in the podcast. And be like, I heard you on a podcast. <laughs> well, you wouldn't lead with that. No, no, I would. I'm awkward. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Well, shall we move on to the final podcast in Liz Week, which was Liz's recommendation? It was. I recommended a sci-fi podcast uh, called. The Cypher, which is about a 16-year-old girl who cracks a cryptic clue and calls a mysterious phone number and then gets stuck into this weird organisation where she's suddenly tracking down a killer at 16. I feel like you really liked saying cracked a cryptic clue. I do. Mm. I love alliteration. <laughs> it, it actually it does not roll off the tongue easily. <laughs> I had to really concentrate every time I say it. Um, this is a very interesting podcast. I... I always say this, the BBC suffers in comparison to Q-Code because they produce very similar work that is just not as I always have to blank out that I know that Q-Code is a thing Mm. when I listen to any other podcast. Mm. That being said, very interesting. I'm only three episodes in. Ooh. um, And so they released five episodes on Boxing Day 2020 uh, and then released every few days after that. Yeah. Um, so I'm three days in. I'm, I'll, I will definitely stick with it. I need you to text me when you finish it because I need to know how you felt towards the end. Okay. Um, specifically about the the idea of a sequel? or No, just about the direction they end up taking it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I tend away from podcasts about teenagers um, just because I do not relate to them anymore. Mm. I am done with coming-of-age stories Mm. and young adult literature, usually. However, I'm not not particularly sure that her age really plays a lot in this. Yeah. Oh, no. no. I've spoiled it. No. Like, and even when it does come into play so much, it's not even... It's still peripheral, but it helps suspend... Right. Disbelief over a few other things, I think. Okay. 
Um, yeah, what did you think, Nick? Um, I think in my notes, I literally had this is pretty much a TV show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I was no. like, this is just a TV show. Like, That's the what I'm into at the moment. Even yeah. the cover art looks like Doctor Who. A hundred percent. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? And it took me a little while to figure out where um, the guy was from, but he's from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. He's yes. Oh, that guy, yeah. But because yeah, yeah. he's got a completely different accent, I didn't pick it for a really long time. <laughs> um, look... Again, the central mystery is super interesting. I only I'm the same as Zane. I'm well, I'm four episodes in. Um, the sound design is top notch. Um, I did get caught by that high pitched sound in episode three. Yeah, it didn't hurt my ear, but I was like, it's Ey. just it's just a little bit of oh, yeah, gotta take the yeah. cans off. Um, it happens a few more times in the later okay. episodes. Okay. Um, it, it's not like your ears are gonna bleed, but it's just it, they've pushed the edge of where they can go with a yeah. high pitched sound. Mm, cool. I think. Um, but other than that, I think you know the sound design's really good, and I honestly really love the the central mystery behind it all. Um, but I kept thinking, I was like, this literally just sounds like they've just ripped it from a TV show. You know, like just the sounds, it's just like you've just put it into an MP3 and just uploaded it. it yeah. yeah and, and I think that is, I think that is exactly where it falls flat when compared to Q Code. Q Code mm. is designed specifically to be designed. as a podcast, Although, whereas this one sounds yeah. like a TV if, producer has taken on a podcast. If we think back to the last few episodes of the Left Right game where you had no idea what was going on and they, even though it was designed for podcasts. Like, I feel like they've done a better job at making sure that you know where the sounds are coming from than the end yep. of that one. Yeah, absolutely. Even though that's one of my all-time <laughs> favourites. Mm. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. Like, I don't hold it against it, mm. but I, I am still just hesitant with this growing trend of crossover between TV and podcast. Um, I think this is the one part of... Q code I don't love, mm. right? Is that it seems like they're holding off on second seasons of stuff I want to hear second seasons of for the TV deal. And I yeah. respect it, but also I'm pissed off. Well, we are getting both TV and a second season from Q code this year. So, well, this is the thing. And like The Edge of Sleep, I've been waiting for ages mm. and now they're doing a TV show of it, which, yay, but also give me my second season. Yeah. Like, I would like to consume my media both ways, please. Yeah. And I can definitely see this being turned into a TV show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if not with the same easily. cover art and the yeah. same actors. Well, yeah. that, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm almost certain this is a proving ground for the BBC for new... new. Yeah, OC. they're going to have to have a good budget when you get to the final episodes. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to have a good budget. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like a Doctor Who budget? They're going to have like a Doctor <laughs> Who budget. Yeah, maybe a little bit higher than Doctor Who budget. Um Great, cool. So that's our reviews of Liz Week. All six, all of all of the podcasts succeeded in impressing me. Hooray! Which Yay. is why we're celebrating Liz Week. Yay. So <laughs> win. Um, if you would like to submit your podcast to be reviewed by us, you can go. I've forgotten all the details, so you're going to need to that Zane or Castology at Gmail. Castology podcast at Gmail <laughs> um, or we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And that's not canon.com forward slash Castology. That's right. Easy peasy. I just had a mental blank. I was like, it's been so long since I've rattled this off that it's not <laughs> natural anymore. Um, and Zane will guarantee that he will listen to the podcast. Nick and I guarantee nothing, but <laughs> chances are we probably will listen to the ones that mm. Zane listens to and goes, you know what? I think this is a very good Liz or a very good Nick podcast. It's true. And that's how I classify them. Pretty we much. do have a good success record in actually reviewing listener podcasts on air because our whole shtick is that we want to get more people listening to smaller, excellent podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yep. We want to help you. Help us help you. 
Because we're sick. We're sick and tired of reviewing BBC podcasts. How dare we? Wondery podcasts. <laughs> Cuco, get out of here. <laughs> we want your podcast. I want to be like a hipster podcaster, though. I want to be like, I liked it before it was cool. So, like, if you've got good podcasts that I can listen to and feel really cool about discovering how great you are and telling so many people that they listen to it, then you'll make me feel really good about myself. (laughs) And if you want to give us a five-star review, we might might give you a shout-out in the upcoming episodes. I think we're talking about doing a tiny little segment where we just read out a review or tea. A review or two. I can't talk. <laughs> I think two. I think this this episode needs to end. My mouth well, well, let's, is not. Let's go back. Let's the, re- oh, repeat the yes, ones we've done. That's right. This, Jobs this and yes, fine. I recommended the faces. The faces Faces of fascism. <laughs> the faces I, of I recommended the faces of fascism, <laughs> uh, which is a hardcore history fact podcast. I recommended We Regret to Inform You, The Rejection Podcast. There's a colon between those two. Um, And it's basically about successful people's failure moments and how they overcame them. And I recommended Sud Here Breaks the Internet, a podcast that talks about uh, Facebook and Twitter and how evil they can be sometimes. All right. Please rate, review, subscribe, and we'll be back next week with the reviews. I have been Liz Best here with... Zancy Weber. And... Nick Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.